Today is Friday, November 26, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. Eating, drinking, and marrying, even until the time of the flood. Many today may wonder if we are headed towards such a time as this. This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary, tonight with our show, we wish to help people see the urgency of your coming. The decades you spent with us, and they'd be fruitful. Amen. And Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, some of you by now know this message that was given today. These times come to us in a way that we might not anticipate as far as the future. It's amazing to me that we have things that were seen years ago and now they're coming to to, you know, you practice for something and you make the launch to the moon or you go for years and years and, you know, it comes down to that day, it happens. And we got an earthquake message today. Uh, I called Mariana's message a couple months ago, a wild message. This is an earthquake message. So without any further delay, Joan, would you like to read the message? Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's November 25th, 2010 monthly message. Dear children, I look at you, and I see in your heart death without hope, restlessness, and hunger. There is no prayer or trust in God. That is why the Most High permits me to bring you hope and joy. Open yourselves. Open your hearts to God's mercy, and He will give you everything you need and will fill your hearts with peace because he is peace and your hope. Thank you for having responded to my call. Well, lots happening. Of course, yesterday for America was Thanksgiving Day. And unlike other places in the world, they don't have a day quite like Thanksgiving that America has. Uh, that being, I know Canada has a day of Thanksgiving. I know some other countries have a day of Thanksgiving. But these are designated days in giving thanks. Ours is unique, just as this nation of the United States of America is unique. Uh, some people across the world don't like to hear America is an exceptional country. Yet still people are fighting to get into this nation. Why? Because it was a nation where men sat down and decided to build a country based on Christian principles. 60% of its constitution 
and decoration came from the Bible. 90% can be directly and indirectly rooted back to the scriptures. And so you can't have something grow from those principles without becoming a great nation. And now, yes, it's floundering, but the whole world's floundering. With that, the beginnings of this, if you go back to it, goes back to the beginning days of, of our reason we had Thanksgiving Day yesterday, uh, November 25th. That celebration is something that's unique in the way that the nation was birthed and by an Indian that befriended pilgrims who survived the Squantum, the Indian, and it's quite a remarkable story. And actually, we play the story. What, how can they get to that? Because everybody should learn this history. It's uh, still on the homepage of Medjugorje.com. Uh, there's a module there on the right-hand side that says The Legend of Squanto Radio Wave Special, and you can still find that underneath the past shows as well. So, I, I, Joan, why don't you just paraphrase the story just to get the history, historical setting of our lay, that can play on our lady's messages to help understand really what took place. Well, Tisquantum, which uh, came known to be Squanto, and most of us know that name better in our in our uh, history books, but um, he was captured by uh, Indian slave traders and brought over to Spain, where he was uh, rescued by uh, Catholic priests who end up um, bringing him up into the faith and. Uh, through a lot of different steps of providence, he was able to go back to his his own uh, people again, and only to discover that they had all perished from a disease. And um, he found himself to be half in one world and half in another. He wasn't quite Indian anymore because he had been with the white man so much and had come to know the white man's God and, and that kind of thing. And um, But he wasn't also quite all white because he also was still uh, had a longing for the life that he had lived with his own tribe and his own family. Uh, consequently... Um, when he learned that the pilgrims, uh, the pilgrims that uh, came over to start settling in this land, um, came to encamp on his own uh, f- tribe's family land, uh, he felt inspired and had a great desire to help them. Uh, he had found that not uh, that the the white men had treated him fairly in many ways, and he wanted to help to see them survive. And uh, so it was through his efforts that they were able to survive the, a very harsh winter. They weren't prepared for it. They had come in the wrong time of the year. They didn't know a lot about the planting seasons and everything like this. So um, they went through times of, of real hunger, of real... Uh, as Our Lady said today, restlessness, because they didn't know if they were going to survive or not. They had just very uh, little food, and um, they went through a time of real despair, seeing their, many of the ones that came over with them dying every day, and uh, yet they held on to real hope that God would see them through this because they believed that God had sent them to this land. And so Squanto ended up helping them survive through... 
um, through what we saw in this story, God's divine providence in all of his life. And God's providence, real simply put, is the English came, brought diseases, wiped out the tribe. He was taken into slavery. He stayed five years in Europe. Then he was brought back, and he joined, rejoined the tribe. And then the English come, came back and said um, that... You know, he, he he befriended the pilgrims, and it was by God's providence that he took them to train them that they could do that and learn English. And it's an incredible story. So everyone should should really go into that to understand really uh, what this nation's beginnings were. Not above all other nations, but what God was doing in the world, and how Our Lady's the patroness of it. And uh, people often talk about exceptionalism, and and many people resent that and 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 uh, reject it. Yet, the American model, people are always looking at. But I bring that back, not because in and of itself as a nation, but because it was founded on Christian principles. And our government and people are trying to erase that now. And so it's very critical and very important that be understood in light of yesterday's Thanksgiving Day. The Mass yesterday, the readings uh, were incredible. When we had Our Lady say, Dear children, our, uh, the message yesterday, of course, this is the day after, but dear children, I look at you and I see in your heart death without hope, restlessness, and hunger. There's no way Our Lady's saying this and hunger without understanding that on Thanksgiving Day uh, is fi- as a feast day. And that the pilgrims survived at Plymouth Rock for a whole year just on, on five kernels of corn a day. Very little food. They were hungry. And God's mercy was granted to them through Squantum. And he gave them everything and was able to survive through that. So what is our future? What is our present? There's no way Our Lady's given this message today without speaking about something physically. I call Maria and ask her, what did you think about this message? You know what she told me? I was shocked. Here's a visionary who has nine secrets and she was shocked at what Our Lady told her. I said, why? She says, never has a lady said this to me. So when she heard the words, I look at you and I see you in, see in your hearts death without hope, restlessness and hunger. I said, how did you feel? She said, ne- like a negative. I said, what did our lady look like? How did she say? She said she was very serious, but not destructively. I didn't quite mean understand what she meant by saying not destroyed. In other words, we weren't completely destroyed. So her saying this, and, and she said shock at least four times to me, that this message shocked her. And for somebody who's got what she knows and has talked to her lady for 30 years, what is she thinking about? She, she said the first thing she thought about people starving and people being hungry. But then when her lady continued the message, and what she heard which was open yourselves, open your hearts to God's mercy. She mentioned to me God's mercy. And he will give you everything you need. It will fill your hearts with peace because he is peace in your hope. That that counterbalanced the, the negative side of it. So she said, I'll leave it in the positive, but negative. But what is this? That's, two, that's two, two areas, a positive and a negative. There's a definitely a negative that people tend to overlook with Medjugorje. The secrets, the admonitions, don't call them chastisements, don't say punishments. And yet, it's Our Lady who says, uh, 
that you can't imagine what the Almighty was sent to the earth. Why do we ignore that? Why is that happening? Do we not understand the circumstances of what's going on? Ten years ago, you couldn't say anything about this without people thinking, okay, yeah, 15 years ago, I'd talk about it. And you, you, you get some attention, but not completely. Now everybody's paying attention because the physical is, is realities of, of our culture and the world is showing up. So here we have Mass yesterday, the 25th. The reading is Revelations. Now, how can I like to give a message about this? And I'm going to focus. I know there's a positive side of this. I know we can have hope and we should have hope. But I want to walk through this message. It's just like when you hear the reason I wrote How to Change Your Husband is because I got fed up with listening to the puppets, puppets when they read this verse. Why submit to your husbands? Husbands love your wives. And then they skip the front part about wives submit to your husbands. And they only talk about all oh, your husbands love your wife. They would not, totally ignore it. I heard this year after year after year. So I wrote How to Change Your Husband. And I wrote it now. I'm not going to focus on husband loves you, love your wives. If you want to focus on that, go listen to the puppets. That's all they speak about. This is about five words. Why submit to your husbands? So everybody's getting the, the other side of it, not this side of it. So we get the positive. We want the positive. Everything's going to be all right. The economy's going to recover. So I want to walk through this, and I will cover today on the show about the positive. But let's walk through it as Maria received it. What shocked her? I look at you and I see in your heart death without hope, a restlessness and hunger. Don't tell me Our Lady was unaware of the readings and the gospel yesterday. And of course, that was Revelations 18, 1 and 2, 21 and 23. I won't go on the numbers because they don't mean anything. I, John, saw an angel coming down from the heaven, having great authority and the earth become illuminated by his splendor. He cried out in a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a haunt for demons. She is a cage for every unclean spirit, a cage for every unclean bird, a cage for every unclean and disgusting beast. A mighty angel picked up a stone like a huge millstone and threw it into the sea and said, With such force will Babylon the great city be thrown down. It will never be found again. No melodies, no harpists, and it goes on and on. And it speaks of the smoke will rise from her forever. And the angel said, write this down. Okay, that was the reading. What is the gospel? The gospel is from Luke twenty-one twenty-eight. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains, let those within the city escape from it, let those in the countryside not enter the city, for these days are the time of punishment when all the scriptures are fulfilled. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers, to those days of a terrible calamity will come upon the earth, and a wrathful judgment upon the people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be taken captive to all the Gentiles in Jerusalem, will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles, and the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled." And it goes on to say about the signs will be in the suns and the moon, the roaring of the sea. People will die by the sound of that. And so, and I won't read all of it. Just go to Luke 21, chapter 21, 20, 28. The point I'm making is there is no coincidence with I look at your hearts and see in your heart death 
without hope, restlessness, and hunger. Now I went on to ask Maria, what does she think this means? Does this mean something on the earth? Does it mean spiritual? And of course, she said spiritual. But she did think about people starving. Okay, but, but it's always spiritual. Everything I says is first spiritual. But there's a physical reality to the spiritual. This will come. We have all the indicators economically, all the indicators culturally, all the in- indicators about what our governments are doing, all the indicators about the, the deprivation of society to show that everything has met for the wrath of God to act. Why? Because when we reach the level we're at, it's God come back time. In the, in the Acts of the Apostles, it says the predictions of Agabus. And it says, At the same time prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them named Agabus stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine all over the world, and it happened under Claudius. So the disciples determined that according to their ability, each should send relief to the brothers who lived in Judea. Now, why is this interesting? Why should I even quote this? What's this have to do with what I'm saying? Because there's a convergence of the secular with the spiritual. This can't, and it is impossible for to say this spiritually, that death of the heart, spiritually, you know, going to heaven or hell, without her saying, without hope, restlessness, and hunger, meaning something physically we're going to come to. So in the scripture verse of the Acts of the Apostles of Agabus predicting this severe famine all over the world, in the footnotes is where it really gets interesting because it says in 40, 41 to 54 AD, Josephus, a Jewish historian, mentions a famine in Judea. So here you have a secular statement, a secular historian fulfilling or, or rather, rather uh, confirming the spiritual. And we have right now a convergence of indicators economically that we're headed for a crash. Everyone's worried about their retirements. We talk a lot about this on Medianomics. I, don't, I never plan to spill this over, but it's, 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 it's a wedding together with this message. Things will not continue as they continue, have been continuing. It's impossible for that to happen. And so we've been seeing these things spiritually, move forward this way, and at the same time, now we see the secular supporting. And people are listening in a way they've never listened before. The Revolutionary War could not start, would not start, simply because it didn't hit people's wallet. When it hits your wallet, it hits your food. When you have no food on the table, you start going spiritual. It's all tied together. So you can't ignore one without the other. But usually people will tend to ignore the religious, the spiritual, what they have to do in that way, and when the physical hits, then they do what he says. I bring you to a new time when you'll get to know God better. It is not as one thinks. It is covered with sorrow. Its pain often wishes for death to alleviate it. Its tunnel is dark, many times relying on wisdom as the only way to course through it. 
Its situation will tempt one to wonder, is it worth it? It contains such bitterness that all who have experienced it sought not to go through its depths. Its greatness is measured in its level of intensity of sorrow it brings. It is grief. Its path is covered with snares and traps, and many do not make it. Its tears are not of the eyes, but of the heart. It defines woe to the deepest meaning for the one who reaches its peak. Its summit once scaled, having passed through its purifying requirements, brings clarity, vision, and jubilation. For once reached, it is the height of crushing defeat, the measurement of which its depths determines the measurement of its heights. Jesus formed its sign with two wooden beams. It is victory. Come to Caritas of Birmingham, a place in which Mary, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje, has promised to carry all your intentions before God's throne. Our Lady said, when you will suffer difficulties and need something, come to me. For one day or for one week, experience Medjugorje brought home to you. Come to the mother who is here to help you, Caritas of Birmingham. For directions, call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Two zero five six seven two two thousand. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. And so we have these circumstances merging together: the secular and the spiritual. Our Lady's been building this in a, mo- a momentum, a tsunami, really, to make us see this so when the tsunami on the secular side hits us, we'll recognize it. Otherwise, we would be thinking, okay, this is going to recover. We know that we're not going to recover. We know that Our Lady has said enough in her messages that it's impossible for us to recover. Otherwise, she wouldn't be coming. Something's up. What kind of reality, what do we have to do to shake everyone to realize the reality of what secular circumstances are telling us. It's just there. It's amazing to me that when we still people still talk to people and think it's going to recover, it's not going to. Life as we know it will not continue as we've known it. It's an impossibility. We've reached the, per- the plateau. We've reached those things where everything we've had before will not be that way. Your day will be spent simple things, just being a good wife, being a good husband, feeding your family, home-cooking meals, planting your garden, watching it grow. This is the future. Well, you think, I don't want to do that. Well, then don't do that and just starve to death. Our Lady just says, without hope, restlessness, and hunger. And you can do this in the Greenwood and prepare for this now and if you don't, it's, it's to your, your demise. 
It's, that, it's just that simple. Now, yeah, you might be saved spiritually because you're going to suffer for it. But our lady said, use this time well, which means if you don't use this time well, and, and she says and adds that, so it might go well for you. Use the time of grace that it might go well for you. You might want to say, use this time bad, and it won't go good for you. If there's a physical reality here that we buy, we have to pay attention and match it to our lady's messages to get the full depth that she means what she says. That's why I shocked Maria. When a visionary is shocked by something she hears, you better pay attention to it. I can I can scream about it and tell you about it and coach you about it and give it with love and give it with 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 real enthusiasm and strength or conviction. You don't pay attention to it. But here's somebody's got nine secrets, and she said this shocked her. And it's going to be just that way. We all know what's coming, but we think it's tomorrow, and tomorrow's a year or two years down the road, just like a death sentence, where I think, okay, the doctor tells me something. Oh, it's, it's not now. Everybody's shocked. Everybody's going to die sometime. But when they hear it, like, oh, I thought it was going to be, they, they just don't think it's going to be like that way. Now, I'm not speaking in terms of this happening tomorrow, but what's going to be important to you? What's going to be important to you is what you establish now in this time of grace, why you can do that. You need to act, and you need to be thinking. Not planning our day around the TV set Paying our bills and staying out of debt That's important to me That's important to me Opening the windows and letting in air Holding hands when we're saying a prayer That's important to me Yeah, that's important to me Having somebody to share my life Loving my husband and being a wife And the very best mother I can be You and me grow 
take us somewhere Still being ourselves if we ever get there That's important to me That's important to me Yeah, that's important to me That's important to me Sitting in the studio here are um, two pieces of paper that have been sitting here since the second of the month. And um, uh, yes, I didn't clean up that mess, but uh, it's there's some lines here that are underlined, and it's uh, something that you wrote for the second of the month, uh, this past November second of the month, writing uh, called "Consequences of Rejecting Our Lady." And there's a couple of just two paragraphs here um, I'd like to just read. Because in light of today's message, it could have been written today, or actually in light of yesterday's message, it could have been written yesterday or today. But uh, I'm just going to read this here. It says, when the consequences, or rather when the darkness is in the heart of man, darkness begins to prevail in the culture. When culture is filled with darkness, it seeps into every institution, every law, the government, and economy. Once darkness permeates every institution, it takes on a power of its own and then begins to control every aspect of life. It then enslaves the culture. This includes the greatest institution, the institution of the family. Man becomes powerless until he realizes it's the darkness within his own heart that he must be cleansed from and that must be destroyed. When as an individual he does this, one to the next, the culture will follow the power of darkness which from man's heart grew into his own being is now a powerful force lording over culture and has now enslaved it. Man is now too weak to oppose it, but it is beginning to lose its grip upon man, one man at a time. <clears throat> it is then that the darkness, the ultra-power which has grown into a monster in and of itself, can no longer be fed from man's heart and therefore be destroyed, breaking with it the bonds of slavery that shackled the culture. And the underlined sentences that I have here says, This present way of life of the world is on death row. It has received its death sentence. You can receive a reprieve from Our Lady and escape the sentence. Those that refuse to cleanse their heart will be destroyed with this present culture. I want to read that sentence again. Those that refuse to cleanse their heart will be destroyed with this present culture. Now is the time of decision. Now is the time to get ready. Now is the time when Our Lady said on April 2nd, 2010, Be ready. This world is not going to continue as we know it. Do you understand what was just written? The world is not going to continue as we know it. Do you understand that your money, politics, power, influence will be useless? The world will be filled with this present darkness is about to be destroyed. Why? Because it is filled with darkness and the light of life is coming to illuminate every heart. The natural result is darkness will be gone in regards to the culture. For when there is light, there is no darkness. Yes, on a sunny day, you can see darkness in the shadow of trees, and the world will always have some darkness, but it will no longer be the driving force. Rather, he, man, will be the, driven by first seeking the kingdom of God, and all things will be given you besides. In this time of grace, you can do this now. You can make a decision now. You can live what the future will be 
now. It is Our Lady's way for you. Our Lady asked for a community to be established here in Alabama. The community she asked for in 1988 is a window of the future. It came to be through a yes given to Our Lady. Our Lady then birthed it. It thrives through first seeking the kingdom of God. This time is an opportunity for you. If you don't pray, do not choose to change your direction now. You will be attached to the darkness which is ordained to soon be destroyed and eventually everything around it. Now, again, that was written for the second of the month, uh, which was uh, over 20 days ago, 23 days ago. And I guess my question is, um, where do you get this from? I mean, this, is, this is, could have been written yesterday. It could have been written today. You could have picked up this message and wrote this very same thing. Uh, how is it that two months ago uh, this was written? Well, if you pray, if you really look at our lady's messages, you can see these things in them. It's, it's there. Uh, the whole of the message our lady speaks of shows this. Our lady says you must pray to, to comprehend the profoundness of the message. Any of you could do that. And yet, when you read these messages, you reject that message, especially the from an intellectual point of view. You would sit there and pray for the pray to comprehend the profoundness of the message. You're going to say, "That's so simple. Why should I pray for these things?" It demeans my intellectual ego, and many theologians have problems with this simply because of, of that notion. Oh, she's just saying the same old thing. She's got nothing to say. And yet, Our Lady says, I'm going to give messages as never in history of the world. I, I believe that. I believe I must pray to understand these messages. I believe I must pray because there must be something there, she said that, that I don't get. And so, as we said before in the country song, says, don't outsmart your common sense. We've gone to an intellectual society. Uh, the PhDs, all this seems to be important. It's meaningless. It's meaningless in front of God. Prayer is what's important in front of God. He can reveal to the lowly his secrets. And while this was being revealed years ago, it's much easier for people to see now. Because now you've got the secular supporting all these messages. And this is coming from all different directions secularly. And all pointing back to what Ali's been telling us for decade after decade now. So it's important to understand Ali's message last November 2nd. Now, again, this was the 25th yesterday, Thanksgiving Day. November 2nd, Our Lady said with, to Mariana, not to Maria, with motherly perseverance and love, I'm bringing you the light of life to destroy the darkness of death in you. Do not reject me, my children. Stop and look within yourselves and see how sinful you are. Be aware of your sins and pray for forgiveness. My children, you do not desire to accept that you are weak and little, but you can be strong and great by doing God's will. Our Lady wants us to be great. The Israelites were great people of God when they followed God. When they rejected Him, they were weak, little, and were overcome with calamities and woes and difficulties. You cannot reject Our Lady without rejecting your future. You cannot ignore Our Lady and say, I don't reject it, but I'm just ignoring this. I got too many other things to do without rejecting your future. I didn't say ignoring your future. You're re if you just ignore, 
if you just want to not pay attention to her, lady, if you know she's appearing, you know the messages, you don't want to live them, it's the same thing as rejecting a lady. Do you understand that? You are rejecting your future. I see in your heart's death, yesterday she says, without hope, restlessness, and hunger. Contemplate a total economic collapse. The gospel or the reading we just read said, flee the cities. And it says, those in the countryside don't go near the cities. You don't have to have imagination to wonder. There's a book everybody talks about right now about called The Patriot, and it's really a novel, but you just realism in there about what ta- circumstances, when this breakdown happens, what to do. My son was telling me yesterday after Thanksgiving dinner that this, this site gets 300,000 unique visitors. That's first-time visitors per week. That's phenomenal. It's huge. And in the book, they talk about groups. We call it community. But connecting groups when things collapse, where you go to? But see, you can save your food. You can store things up. You can do all the preparation you want to. But it's first seeking the kingdom of God. And so this is the positive side of what our lady's telling us. Open yourselves, open your hearts to God's mercy. And he will give you everything you need and will fill your hearts with peace because he is peace and your hope. So what does that mean? Does that mean, okay, I don't have to do anything. When things collapse, God's going to take care of me. No, not the case. You should be acting just like Agabus and and the, they sent the Antioch, I think it was Antioch community, sent to Judea provisions for them, for the famine. You're to, act, you're to act on that. But will God do something with six loaves and two fishes like this? We don't know. But I tell you, if the system breaks down, a lot of people won't be able to make it. And maybe we will have that. And remember, he did feed, miraculously, those in the desert. For 40 years, he fed a manna. Will we have something like that? I believe there's going to have to be some miracles like that. If some of the people that's turned to Our Lady are not in a position where they can change their life. But see, you don't depend on that. You've got to act on it. You can't just say, I'm going to fibulous and do what I want to do and expect that because there was casualties in those in the desert. Every single one of those in the desert, Israelites, died. 40 years. Washed out the generations. Their kids were able to go to the promised land. Very few of the others. They died in the desert. And remember, too, God didn't keep feeding them. That ended. They had to go to growing their crops. They had to go on and tend in their herds when they reached the promised land. Then they had to take the promised land. So why do you not want the promised land now? Why do you not act? Why, you would, why will you not think about what should I be doing now to be ready for the future? And so it's critically important that we grasp that God's showing us in this time of grace to use it. Open your hearts to God's mercy. And what we say on Mesonomics is seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given to you besides. Not just handed to you on a golden platter. The promised land wasn't handed to the Israelites like that. And it wasn't forever. So even if you are taken care of miraculously, and I'm sure we're going to see some of that. I believe so. 
because I think this, nobody would survive if you didn't. But we're, we're taking those steps now to use this time well. We're encouraging people to do that. Downsize your house. Get out of the cities. Get onto your little piece of property. If you've got money, you're better off with your investments being in investing with other Christian families living on your property. Because it's going to take them. Silver won't save you. Gold won't save you. Silver, as we say on measurements, can be used as transitional. You need to go to, let, to listen about that. To understand what I'm speaking, I won't go that way. But people is what's important. Community is what is important. That's your best wealth. And so secular people are seeing it. The patriots are seeing it that way. There's some religion in that, but it's not enough. It's not what our lady's teaching us. And so we're in a, we're in a period where we'll, we'll never pass this way again. This is, not, this is a, a unique event. An event that Our Lady said, June 25th, 1993. Dear children, these times are particular, and therefore I am with you to love and protect you and to protect your heart from Satan. And today she says, your heart's death is without hope, restlessness, and hunger. And that's as much as a year from now as it is today in the present. If we're hungry, we've wasted our time. We've been at the football fields every, every Saturday and Sunday. We've done stupid stuff. When all the indicators, secularly, not even through prayer, is telling you, you better act. There's, there's, we get reports from talk shows saying, boy, they're saying things you were saying five years ago now. You know, so listen to them if you don't want to listen to the religious side. And you're not going to act? It's amazing. I was told... Uh, uh, my wife is telling me a story about some people this morning that she knows woke up before daybreak for Black, is it Black Friday they call it? Black Friday to go shopping. And so they, they're willing to get up that early to go that, but they won't do that for prayer. We wake up every morning at daybreak, before daybreak, five to six and pray. But they go there and there were so many people they didn't want to deal with it, so they left. You know, and, and you could be doing this for your food and provisions and getting yourself positioned in a holy way. Not to save yourself, but start doing this, acting that way. Put it into your life. Not just storing food for a year and think things are going to get better. Your year's not enough. Five years not enough. Ten years not enough. You've got to be living it and growing it from your own patch. Or with a community, a body of believers doing the same thing. And so, whether you're born beside the river, half a mile from wherever you live now, and you don't notice what's happening, how the water's always running clear, you've got to realize the orchards and everything you'll be doing right now, you're never going to pass this way again. Our Lady said on that June 25th, 93 message, these times are particular. This has never happened in human history. The Virgin Mary's leading us to a new way of life. And you will never pass this way again. It's not going to be after this, and it wasn't before this. This is unique. Our Lady says, particular. When I was in Medjugorje, I heard that message. I thought, wow. This is back in 93. There's no other time in history as what is happening right now, and we're in the amphitheater of history. It is a great time, beautiful time to be alive. If you're listening to her, if you're following her, because she said today, the positive side of this the Most High permits me to bring you hope and joy. And that's what Maria was saying 
and it canceled out her shock. Now, she's not saying erased it. And as the apostates of Medjugorje in the movement, and there's people in the Medjugorje I would call apostates, they don't want to talk about this, and just everything's positive, just pray. Oh, God's going to get what he wants. Did God want people to go to hell today when they died? Answer me that. Don't let nobody ever get away with it in front of you again and say, well, if God wants it, he'll get it. Oh, he will at the final judgment. How many souls will be lost with that kind of apostate mentality? You're not a believer. You have to fight for souls. You have to fight for God's will to prevail. You have to fight in yourself and in others for this and in the culture. So this is never going to pass this way again. You're bypassing a unique time, a particular time, you'll never, never, ever see again. And you'll regret if you don't act on it.
we invite you to an experience of a lifetime. Come to the five-day annual retreat, December 8th through 12th, the five days of the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God, a prayerful gathering to implore the mercy of God upon our families and nation. America was given a beautiful gift on Thanksgiving Day, November 24, 1988. The Virgin Mary appeared in an open field, consecrating the spot by her heavenly visitation. Today, Our Lady appeared and she was very happy when she came. She announced through the Medjugorje visionary, Maria Lunetti, she was here to help us and that she would intercede for you to God for all your intentions. Experience Our Lady. Experience Retreat. Experience Christmas. Experience a place fragranced by the Queen of the Angels herself and leave moved deep within your heart. With the events of Our Lady's apparitions in Medjugorje, come to a special place she's visited, designated, and allow Our Lady to enlighten you in regard to God's plans to renew the face of the earth, nay, even all of creation. For more information, call Caritas at 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Our Lady said yesterday, I look at you and I see in your heart death without hope. You wrote 18 years ago, When people become hopeless, they see no need to pray because they have no hope for change. And I remember you speaking recently about your time going through the airports on your trip to California how you saw with these new x-ray machines and the situation going on at the airports, that people were standing in line having to go through this, and, and that there was a real hopelessness that you saw in people's faces and attitude because what can we do? Our Lady said yesterday, I look in your hearts and I see hunger. And last month you wrote, look what your future will look like. And in the words of the harvester, it was also put on com. Last week... In the Metronomic Show, Have You Got Your Cow Yet? You spoke about hunger. You spoke about an umbilical cord and, and this miraculous umbilical cord that God provided in a circumstance. If you haven't read that, read, read look what your future will look like. This isn't new to us to see the parallel of what's going on with Our Lady's messages and in your writings. And I just want to say strongly to those who are listening that there have been through the years and more recently in the last year or so uh, attacks on your writings, on your what you see in the message. But when you line them up, when you see what you get from the message and then you see that they even that Our Lady uses the same words that you've just recently used in your writings, and you put into practice what you put, what you write, and the fruit that comes into your life. That's why we're in community. That's why we live here. 
because we were reading things out there in our homes, in our churches, whatever. We were getting the Caritas newsletter, and we were changed by it, and we felt called to be a part of this through the writings. We hear from people all over the world who have been following these writings for years and are doing the same thing because they, they have life through it. They have hope through it. And it is upsetting to have other people want to draw people away from the writings because they don't like you. They are jealous of you or whatever their reasons for doing this. We encourage you, though, to go back to the old writings. Go back to your old newsletters. Plot along with Our Lady's messages and these writings. You can't help but see the parallels. There's strength within Our Lady giving those the writings confirmation and, and seeing the interplay and leading people strongly towards a, a future of hope. So um, I just want to say that, having the ability to say that, because there's so much that you have written that just confirmed this message so much. Um, but I do have a question as well, because you did say that if this message had come through Mariana, it would not have been as shocking to you. But because it came through Maria, it was more shocking. And I would like you to comment on that. Well, Mar Maria's messages reflect the last part of the Bible, the very last verse, the very last chapter of the Bible. She gets these messages once each month at 12 times a year. We watch the nations come there and receive this beautiful, this, this medicine and watch them go back to their homes for decades now and produce fruit. Our Lady says, I in an early Thursday message, I want you to uh, live love in this family and, and, and be at peace. And that way you'll be able to, for all those people who come, you'll be able to pass on this to them. Uh, I'm paraphrasing that. But in the last part of the Bible, it talks about this medicine and talks about these simple words, these simple trees that are being grown to produce fruit. And Maria, Maria gets them on the 25th of the month. That's 12 times a year. And those last verses, and you can go read it yourself. It's there. It's this Medjugorje. Do you understand that? Medjugorje is in the Bible. It's in Revelations. And it says that the very last words of the Bible, at the end of the Bible, the end of everything, the issued from the throne of God, clear as crystal, simple messages. I had the word simple messages. But it says, clear as crystal. And flow down the banks of the river. And that they were given once each month, 12 times a year. What is that talking about? And it was served... The, it was trees that grew on these banks, and the leaves served as medicines to the nations. If you can't see that, if you can't understand that Maria's messages, once each month, 12 times a year, clear as crystal, simple, issued from God's throne, Our Lady said, I give you what God conveys to me. They're from the throne of God. When Our Lady says here, she said Thanksgiving Day, 1988, when she appeared in the field, I want, I'll intercede you see before God for your intentions. So does that mean God comes this way? Or what does that mean? That means that Our Lady went before God's throne. They conveyed through her, so they issued from the throne of God. Now, that's really amazing. If you think about Maria and what she's receiving. So Maria's got the superior message. Is Mariana's important? Yeah. Everything Ali says is significant. Our gestures are significant. 
her 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 mood and what she gives the message. That's why I asked Maria today. Was she serious? Yes, she was serious. That tells us more about the message. If our lady was just tranquil or lighthearted, it wouldn't mean what we know. It would shock Maria. So everything our lady does has purpose, even when she says nothing. And so the monthly messages are in the Bible. I saw that in, in the early 90s. And yes, I was shocked when I saw it. And I was in Medjugorje and found it during the moment of apparition when I cut the Bible. Just opened it at random. Was blown away. You should be blown away by this. If you've heard it before, you've heard me say it through the years, get into prayer. Enter into this one thing about the monthly message and you should be shocked because everything is coming to fulfillment just like the the gospel of scripture said. With that taking place, then Maria's messages being the messages that are given loosely to give maximum room for the Holy Spirit to speak to you about every circumstance concerning you personally and as a whole, your town and your state and your nation and the and your family, everything. All these messages can be applied in in, in millions, literally billions of, of ways and all the way through time to the end of the world. So Mariana has had strong messages, but hers is dealing more with the admonitions. So Maria received this and she, she was shocked. And so that's that's the difference. And the significance of this is because these are the messages that have a higher playing field, not as events unfold, but for the guiding of the spiritual life. Mariana's is more toward what's coming and non-believers. And the non-belief in us as Christians, because we have paganism in us that must be amended and changed. And so we have the merging now of, of some things our lady said now with what Mariana but even with this, we haven't seen this, even in Mariana's message in quite a way. And yes, our lady is speaking very strongly. She says, I look in your hearts and I see uh, I see sin. Uh, I think she says, was it in horror? Uh, not horror, but something to that same word. She looked at the hearts of the youth there at the youth festival about two or three years ago. And so, yeah, our lady said that, but nothing like this message. I see in your heart death without hope, restlessness, and hunger. This is how people were before World War II. Waiting in lines to be executed. Now, am I saying that's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. I can't tell you that. And, and people in the past that could see into the future couldn't tell you the details, but they knew it was Nineveh, Jonah. He went through, God's going to destroy it. He didn't know how God was going to destroy it. He knew God was going to destroy it. And I can tell you, God will destroy this culture. He's coming. The verdict is against it. The judgment is against it. And you're going to want more time. You're going to say to yourself, give me more time. On June 24th, 1983, Our Lady says, you cannot imagine what is going to happen nor what the eternal Father will send to the earth. Now, I pulled that out of that message, but let me read you the whole message. But focus on what I just said to you. Our Lady said, the sign will come. You must not worry about it. The only thing that I want to tell you is to be converted. Make that known to all my children as quickly as possible. No pain, no suffering is too great for me in order to save you. I will pray to my son not to punish the world, but I plead with you, be converted. You cannot imagine 
what is going to happen, nor what the Eternal Father will send to the earth. That is why you must be converted, renounce everything, do penance, express my thanks to all my children who have prayed and fasted. I carry all this to my son in order to obtain an alleviation of his justice against the sins of mankind. I think the people who have prayed and fasted persevere and help me to convert the world. These words here, I carry all this to my divine son in order to obtain an alleviation of his justice. And not any racing, our ladies already said that these sins are the consequences of what the world is going to be admonished for cannot be wiped away. It can be diminished to some degree. As she said here, alleviated. But they will not be stopped because justice demands it not be stopped. And what are you going to say when you're at the moment and you didn't make your decisions and you didn't want to do it? You can't even stand in line to buy your clothes and, and, and stupid stuff on Black Friday. It's too much hassle. It's amazing. And how much trouble it is. You, don't, you can't even imagine what it's going to take to live in the future. But if you start thinking that way, you'll see it. And it'll bring joy. It's not doom and gloom. It's going to make you happy. Our lady said that today. Joy. But you're going to be saying, give me more time. You're going to want more time. If you're married, you were two lovers who were together, and now you're thinking about breaking up, you got to start at the perimeters of what you did. You didn't make a covenant with your husband or your wife. You told God in your vow. You made a pact with him. And she made a pact, and, and he made a pact with you. The husband to God, the wife to God. You went through God for this pact, not to each other. Do you understand? It's not you and him or her and you. It's both of you to God, back to you. And you you got to start that perimeter. So when you think about breaking up, destroying the family, you start there. And that's what you can't erase. And if you want to, you'll destroy yourself. You've gone into debt. You've lost your money. You've lost your home. These are consequences to pay. So everybody's going to want more time. Give me more time. I'm going to want more time. I'm hoping this stays off so we can get more ready. I said, be ready. I'm not ready. Are you ready? But you're going to want more time. I'm sure I'm going to say, oh, I wish I'd done this. I wish I had more time. Yes, spiritually. First, seek God's kingdom. Do what's right. Stay with your spouse. That's what's right. You'll need each other. Do what's right. Be ready for when that time comes. And you won't be saying, Give me more time. You'll be ready to meet God, meet Jesus face to face, even in your circumstances, in your decisions, even on the earth. A banker and a farmer discuss the bottom line. It ain't rained at all. The crops are dying on the vine. Give me more time. Gotta give me more time That farm's been in my family Going on a hundred years We pulled through hard times before With 
blood, sweat, and tears Give me more time so it is with us we're out of time for the show today but we want to stress and if we say anxious we don't do this with anxiety we do this with a fever a fever to make you look at the circumstances more profoundly even if you've connected to Medjugorje but spread it Spend your time spreading it. It don't matter if people reject you. Let them reject you. Just give them the opportunity to reject you because some may accept you or either accept you after you reject later. Something may work on their hearts over the next weeks. And as time degrades, as time goes away and society's running out of time, people will be searching. And you have to be the window for that. And so it is. We come to the second of the month in a few days, we'll be back with you then at that point. But I was just informed during this song that just played that the liturgical year will end tomorrow, Saturday. And for that daily reading is the last part of the Bible about flowing from the issue or issuing from the throne of God, clear as crystal like water. Twelve times a year, once each month. Medicine for all the nations. So there again. Our ladies laid this message out. We brought it up. And then tomorrow's confirmed. 
Alayhi's told us, I wish to speak to you, or God wants to speak to you through men, nature, and various other ways. This is one of those various other ways. I didn't know that. We brought it up, and it's there. What more confirmation do you need? If you're waiting for more confirmation, it's going to be too late. You're going to wake up and say, God, give me more time. It's not going to be there. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady, good night. <laughs>